Hello and welcome to The Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. My name's Mitch Samasexaholic. Uh, my sobriety date is December 20th, 1985. Uh, I'll just stop there and, and get a reality check. Are you hearing me all right? <laughs> yes. Yes, okay. very much. All right. Very grateful to uh, to be here with all of you. It feels like an international convention, a real international convention, and um, uh, and uh, honored to be on with everybody, both uh, both the newest of newcomers, those of you who are who may be struggling, uh, those and those of you who have been around a while, and with with uh, friends that I don't see too often uh, or as often. It was. Uh, Kind of surprising to be on here. I guess maybe I need to get on more of these uh, these international calls here. There, uh, uh, so very grateful to be here. Um, yeah. So topic meeting. I I I came up with uh, a topic called the the spirituality of shame and anger. Um, I don't I don't profess to have any really deep wisdom on this topic, but. Uh, you guys asked for a topic, and kind of what it, what inspired me was um, uh, to talk about that is, is right all, all the things that are going on in the world these days with uh, coronavirus. Over here in the states, we have uh, uh, Black Lives Matter, and uh, uh, just prior to this meeting, I was on a a, 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 a scripture study. I'm, I'm Catholic. Uh, 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 my whole Catholic experience, though, has been in an African American Catholic church. Uh, my my wife and I joined uh, that church. I don't know, thirty five, forty years ago, something like that. And uh, and and uh, and so uh, the, the idea of, of black Black Lives Matter have always has always meant something uh, very uh, very close close to me, but, uh, in, in these, in these times, so I, I was just on the scripture study and, uh, you know, and it was, uh, with, uh, uh, you know, about half black, half white and, uh, and, uh, uh, just, to, just during these times, I, I, I just realized how, uh, I started to get a lot of empathy for, for, for black people here over in the, in the United States. More so than I thought I had. I mean, I I, I thought I was pretty empathetic to begin with, uh, and and I and I and I realized that I really, uh, you know, I, I still really this. I, I've never lived in the skin of of black people in the states and all all the struggles they've had to go through, with, uh, you know, and and the historical uh, struggles of, of uh, you know, you know, there's slavery to to lynching and uh, to extreme discrimination to 
extreme disproportionate disproportionate uh, amount of uh, black men in in prison and and uh, uh, and uh, and I just started uh, empathizing more and with them and 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 uh, and the anger that they must have felt that they must feel and uh, and the, and uh, and I started thinking, wow, that that anger, that kind of anger, you know, you know, how 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 does how does an individual deal with that? And uh, and I was and I was starting to, and I was starting to identify and think about my own anger and uh and then i started to feel a lot of shame as well um uh my shame for uh you know uh being a white person in america <laughs> um and uh and uh just my shame for not standing up for uh uh you know, in, in brotherhood, arm in arm with, uh, with, with black people and, uh, and calling for greater justice for them. And, uh, and, and I, and I was feeling, you know, feeling a lot of shame. Uh, and it occurred to me that this kind of anger and this kind of shame, you know, uh, could have some good qualities to it, you know, good spiritual qualities. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, as uh, as recovering addicts, you know, uh, we you know we we tend to be very uh, we tend to think take things like you know toxic shame and and uh, and resentment. Those of us who are in recovery, uh, resentment, we we take that very seriously. You know, and uh, anytime I have uh, uh, strong feelings of of. Uh, whether it be anger, shame, or fear, any any one of these strong feelings can take me down. You know, give me a reason to uh, to uh, act out and and potentially die. And um, uh, anger anger can kill. Toxic shame can kill kill me. So I mean, as an addict, you know, we we uh, as as a recovering addict, you know, whenever I have anger, I realize, you know. I've, you know, I, I have to be aware of it pretty quickly and I have to deal with it pretty, pretty quickly in a healthy way. I mean, in, in the AA big book, it, it even suggests that, uh, we should avoid, uh, righteous anger that, uh, you know, that perhaps it's the luxury of, of normal people that perhaps they can deal with, with righteous anger, but uh, as addicts, uh, uh, we can't deal with it, uh, you know, we need, we need to be able to let it go and, uh, uh, and, and, and move on and, and, uh, and, uh, leave, leave it to people to perhaps that can deal with these things. Um, because, you know, in my hands as an addict, I could, it, it could, it could, it could hurt me and it could hurt others. Um, and so. You know, I, 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 there's part of me that resists that notion that I think perhaps there's a, there's this, there's a spiritual component. I, I think righteousness is, um, you know, righteousness is a good, is a good thing. It, it can be a good thing. Uh, 
but can I, can I do, can I deal with my own sense of righteousness and, uh, with, uh, you know, without it eating me up without, without the, without the anger or the shame consuming me. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, and it occurred to me that, you know, uh, this, this program is all about love, love and tolerance and, uh, and service. And, uh, so I mean that all, that all supreme word of love needs to come in and, and, and be, be there if, if I have a sense of righteousness, um, you know, as, so let, let me go to the white book, you know, when, when, when we talk about sharing our first step, it, it talks about leading with our weakness, but, it, but it also suggests that we don't, um, that we don't, uh, share from a point of anguish, uh, dumping or, uh, or, or, or shame from, from, from a spirit of toxic shame, uh, that we share simply to, uh, to, to, to be honest and to be transparent and to put it out there and, and to, uh, uh, so a, uh, you know, so the second step is very important. Um, and my relationship with my higher power is very important and how I view my higher power is very important. And, uh, you know, uh, am I a child of God? you know, and am I therefore, uh, you know, uh, you know, wonderful and glorious as a child of God. And, uh, uh, and, and then, you know, if I can share my, uh, lead with my weakness in that spirit, of course, that's in step one. So, you know, we, we haven't, we haven't talked about God yet in step two. But nevertheless, you know how that that spirit of that spirit of love needs to be there as I lead with weakness. So it's not just about dumping; it's just about real honesty and putting it out there and saying, "I'm Mitch. I'm a sexaholic. Uh, you know, I've uh, I've exposed myself to uh, to people. I've." Uh, uh, you know, I've, I've looked at pornography. I've, 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 I've peeped in windows, uh, you know, and, uh, and, and, and all with, all with, all with masturbation. And, and I've, I, and, you know, I've denigrated women in my mind because of this women and men. And, um, and so to put, to put that out there in a spirit of, uh, you know, humility and transparency with, 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 with the spirit and willingness to, uh, to get better, to get well, uh, and to grow is, is, is that spirit of, of, of sharing uh, in that step one, not, not with anguish, not with anguish dumping or shame, but you know, it's, it all starts with a little bit of shame. You know, uh, I mean, shame has its, uh, uh, shame, shame is good because it does compel me to, to want to change, uh, you know, it, it, it compels me to, to want to stop hurting myself and others. Uh, 
and you know, there, it, 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 there's a moral aspect of shame. And, uh, and, and, uh, uh, so, so it's good. It, 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 it's spiritual, but toxic shame, you know, if I'm just beating myself up and, uh, not feeling worthy, you know, and not, not feeling like a child of God is, uh, uh, you know, you know, and not, uh, and, and just that, that, that can be just that can really turn into just a form. It's, it's a form of pride in, in a sense that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm playing God in my life. I'm, I'm punishing myself and I'm, uh, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I don't deserve to be on the planet. I don't deserve to be around anybody. And, uh, you know, and I don't, I don't have anything to give. And that, that, that's, uh, that's toxic. We don't, we don't want to take it that far, but I need to acknowledge the spirituality of shame, the, the morality and the, and, and the goodness of shame. And, uh, you know, when I think about anger, it, 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 you know, it talks about, uh, you know, in the big book that, you know, re resentment is the number one offender that sends more alcoholics and, and sexaholics out there to go, uh, to go back out there. And, uh, you know, and it's, uh, uh, and, and that it kills and that it kills. And, uh, and so uh, resentment I have to be careful about as well. Uh, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, but anger, but, but initial anger, what does initial anger, what does anger want to do? What's the good part of anger? I mean, anger wants to protect and defend. I mean, anger really, I think both anger and shame really come initially from a place of love you know shame 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 wants to 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 uh not hurt as much not hurt people not hurt myself as much it wants to uh it wants to uh, to be more helpful and and of service to others and anger and anger wants to protect and defend uh and be of service um and so uh, so I'm just, you know, as I think about these things and as it relates to my own struggles with some of these bigger issues that are happening in life, that I, I, I guess I, you know, I need to be careful as a recovering addict that, uh, you know, I, I need to respect what shame and anger can do with me without, without the spirit of love, without, without God, without, without my higher power, uh, without all of you. Uh, I, I need to respect what I can do, do what it, what it would do for me. But, uh, I think I'm, I, at this point I'm leaning in my life that I, maybe I don't need to be so afraid of it as well. You know, um, I mean, my higher power, I believe is infinitely bigger than, than, than my lust and my higher power is infinitely bigger than my own character defects and, and, uh, you know, anyone else's character defects, it's infinitely bigger than the problems of humanity. And, uh, and, and, and his love is love is infinitely bigger. So, uh, so when I have a righteous anger or, you know, or a, uh, uh, you know, a, lo a loving, caring shame, uh, 
um, that, you know, that they, they, they call me to, 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 to stand and, and, and be better. And, uh, and, and sometimes to share, uh, to, to confront, sometimes they call me to confront, uh, and, uh, and they call me to listen, to listen to other people's anger with empathy and, uh, and to, and to, and to try to be an effect for change. I mean, our, our serenity prayer says, you know, it, it asks for, uh, uh, serenity and accept serenity comes from acceptance. Uh, but it also asks for courage. And I think in courage, there's, there's elements of anger and courage. Uh, uh, I think there's elements of a loving anger and courage. And, you know, of course, then there's the wisdom, you know, I mean, you know, as an addict, I got to be careful, you know, again, about what my anger and shame can do, do for me and, and what fights I choose to fight. Uh, but, you know, and, and, uh, again, the promises in the promises says we cease fighting anything or anyone. Uh, but sometimes, um, I, you know, I think a loving standing up, standing on principle, which could be sometimes translating, translated into, into fighting is, uh, into a loving fight, but there, it always has to be with love, right? It always has to be with respect and empathy for others. Um, and, uh, and with a lot of listening, uh, but still to stand, to, 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 to protest, uh, to uh to realize the anger of my my black brothers and sisters and and to be astounded that they're still you know that that they're on, that they're on the planet at all anymore you know uh to be astounded that that they can uh that many of them most mo- that most most of them deal with their anger and you know and 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 uh and try to fight the battle, you know, spiritually with, with love. And that just, that just astonishes me, the, the capacity of, of, of their spiritual strength. And, um, and that I, I need to stand, I need to stand with them and be, uh, and, uh, and fight for them. I guess, you know, we, we, they, they say black life matters here. And, uh, and it's basically just saying, uh, that life matters, you know, and, um, and that, you know, so, but the problems of the world are, 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 are so, are so large and, 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 you know, I could get so overwhelmed, uh, by everything, but it doesn't absolve me of my personal responsibility. Um, you know, I, I can't use, I can't use the 12 step literature and, um, and use it as an excuse to uh, to say that it's uh, use it as an excuse that uh, you know that's that's not my battle. I can't you know I got you know love 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 and tolerance and you know and 
I'm not going to protest because it's going to make me too angry or whatever. And I've, you know, and, uh, 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 you know, I have, I have 100% responsibility to try to, uh, uh, change to, to stand up for my own character defects. Mitch, sorry for interrupting you. You have five minutes left. Thank you. Uh, I have a one hundred percent responsibility for everything I do think and say, and it's it and I always and i I do have a responsibility to 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 continue to be a change for good in the world um, and anger and shame can uh, uh can play a part in that um, uh, you know and so I need a really big higher power. You know, I need a really big higher power to deal with my addiction and I need a really big higher power to deal with, uh, uh, you know, uh, the responsibilities that he's given me on, on, in this world. You know, of course I, I'm, I, I can't be a, I, I can't be a savior, but we all can together. Right. Uh, we can all, we can all work for change. We can all work for love and tolerance of others and to serve each other. Uh, and we can all work to in, in, in increase, increase our empathy. Um, uh, but, uh, um, but you know, I have to work the 12 steps every day. I need all the help I can get, uh, every day because again, this anger and shame can take me down without you, without God, without, uh, you know, going to my three or four meetings a week, uh, you know, without consulting with my sponsors regularly, you know, without, uh, uh, you know, listening to my sponsees and learning from them, uh, you know, uh, I, without doing service and listening to other sex alts and, and, uh, and, and doing service in SA, uh, I need to do this every day and then that can extend, uh, to, to the, to the rest of my, uh, my life as well. And, uh, uh, so, okay. I guess that's about it. Uh, th thanks. Uh, thanks for listening. And with that, I'll pass. <laughs> I'm Eva Mastek-Sakhovic. Hey. Um, yeah. I'm grateful to be on this call and uh, it reminds me how shame was in fact killing my life because out of shame, I was not want, not willing to, to look for a solution for my problem. I, I knew I had a problem with, I didn't know it was lust, but I knew I had a problem with um, uh, compulsive porn and, and, and other forms of acting out. And I was too ashamed to, to go and look for a solution, to go and ask for help. I knew about the existence of SA already two years before I arrived here at the first time. And in those two years, a lot of bad things have happened to my, uh, to my, in, through my disease. And it's all thanks to shame that I didn't come. <laughs> so shame was something, the spirituality of shame, I, I never saw it as a spirituality. Um, but now I'm, I'm hearing here, yeah, that also in shame is kind of, some love or some willingness to protect others, uh, to make sure that out of shame, I am too ashamed to do more harm. 
Um, but because of my disease, this did not work out. Um, the disease was stronger. And so I'm very grateful to hear that the solution is to find uh, a power that is greater than myself, that is greater than my disease, um, and that is bringing me to, helping me to live in the solution. Um, I'm so grateful because what I learned by coming to meetings and by sharing in meetings is really something I would never have found by myself. Uh, to lead with my weakness, to speak in honesty about what is happening. Thank you. And so I'm very grateful that um, my recovery gives this to me. Thanks. Thank you, Yves. I'm Federico Sexaholic. Hey, Federico. Hi, Federico. Yeah, really grateful for your for your share and uh, happy birthday, Keith, as well. And thank you for uh, those who put this meeting on. Um, yeah, it, it really made me think about my own anger uh, because I often say, <clears throat> in you know, when I share with fellows that I have a problem with anger, but I just realized actually I don't really know much about anger because I, when I get angry, I go to rage immediately. Uh, I do the extremes. I don't stay in the in the middle uh, very often and. Um, for me, my anger and my rage is very often a, a spiritual experience, and that's why, and, and it's a very negative spiritual experience. I can get drunk on anger. I can get drunk on rage. It gives me a high. Um, and for me, I've got to be really careful in my recovery to stay away from what is actually, for me, self-righteous rage. Um, and also, I, I've, I've also discovered for myself that when I do allow myself, because, you know, I've, I've been sober a few years, but there's a lot of progress to go. But when I do allow myself the self-righteous anger, one of the things I very often forget is, for myself, my anger is blind. There's always some angle that I cannot see that I should really see before I, <laughs> I allow myself to go into, into the self-righteousness. And it's, um, it's been humbling you know, to go through those uh, knocks on the head, basically, really humbling experiences from time, uh, from time to time, again and again and again. So I'm sort of chastised a bit in, the, in, in this area. But it really, you know, it really made me think about, okay, you know, like, you know, I, I, need, to, I need to perhaps look at the middle, uh, the middle uh, area. Thank you. Thanks, Federico. Thank you, Federico. Who wants to go next? Andrew, sexaholic. Can you hear me? Yep. Yes. Uh, thank you, Mitch, for your share. Um, I learned a lot by listening to you. And um, one of the things that popped out to hit me between the eyes was that um, shame has a moral aspect and I never thought about it like that before but it, it, as you went on to explain there's a purpose for these instincts you know in, in the big book it says you know uh, instincts gone awry you know that my, my instincts are skewed and um, uh, so but we can learn something when when my instincts are activated like rage and anger and resentment and shame and guilt you know um I, I i've got no control over what happens at that point you know and i, I need to, to go back to god you know and it was great to listen to you and and you know the the gravitas of your share and and thinking of other people uh, as well and you know sometimes i've never thought about it in some of the ways that you did about your church and everything like that but it's it was a beautiful thing to hear, so I appreciate listening to you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. 
I'm Mohammed Sitsahadik. Hello, Mohammed. Hello, Mohammed. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks much. I'm grateful for the sharing. I'm grateful for the topic. Uh, actually, I was wondering about a question uh, comes to my mind about dealing with shame. Uh, because sometimes when the, uh, especially uh, step one, because I'm doing it now, having an inventory with step one, there are some insanity facts uh, made me self-rejected. Uh, I'd like to ask, uh, Mitch, if you have experience or answer about this question, how can I deal with the shame uh, when, when it comes to admitting powerlessness in step one? Thank you. Thanks, uh, Mohammed, isn't it? Yes, yes, I am. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Um, well, I think it's natural to have a, a lot of shame at step one. It's, 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 it's uh, you know, our, our, our addiction is, you know, it's a very, it's a very uh, severe illness that we have, you know, and, uh, uh, so I, I guess I'm giving you a real, more realistic answer. I mean, the hope, the hope comes more in step two. Again, it's going to relate to your higher power. The, the, the one thing that makes recovery from sex, sex addiction so difficult. I mean, it's a very difficult illness that we have, but our recovery program is, a, you know, it, it, it's pretty difficult too. It's, 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 it's a difficult program. Um, Step one and step two are very hard, difficult steps to experience at enough depth to be willing to work the rest of the program. And it's really, it's working the rest of the program that's going to help deal with that shame that you're talking about. Uh, I mean, in the meantime, step zero, you know, get involved, be with people in the fellows, get a sponsor. And, you know, and get get through all those steps. Um, we can't really we can't really force the shame away, you know. Uh, but in working all of the steps, you know that'll help, that'll help you deal with it. Once you once you've worked all the steps, then you have all the tools to necessary for, you know a recovery experience for, for a full recovery experience. Then you have all of it. You, you have the whole package at step one. You don't, you don't have anything except your desperation and your devastation and your, you know, and, and your, and your willingness. And, uh, 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 so anybody that comes and hasn't worked through all the steps, is in a, always in a vulnerable, vulnerable period. They're vulnerable to their own big, nasty emotions of shame and, and anger and lust. And, uh, now granted though, I mean, step two has got to get in there. So, and that, and how you realize your step two and, and what you believe about your own higher power and what your higher power, what you believe that your higher power believes about you, uh, is, is, is very crucial here. And, um, uh, so I don't, for me, my higher power loves me no matter what will give me whatever I need to get through life is bigger, infinitely bigger than, than 
any of my character defects infinitely bigger than my shame and my lust. Uh, and, uh, and, and so will always give me what I need. Um, uh, is always on my side, loves me ecstatically. My higher power loves me ecstatically. He delights in me, delights in my innermost being. And, um, that's the higher power I need. It's infinitely bigger, you know, uh, and that's a higher power that I can trust. You know, you know, sometimes it's difficult, though, to trust when all these bad things are still happening in the world and all the bad things that are that that are happening in my own heart and everything, too. You know, that with, with regards to this addiction, uh, sometimes it's hard to it's hard to trust the higher power. But another aspect of step one is if I get to that point where I don't trust myself, maybe I'll be open to this kind of a higher power that loves me. And, uh, and that, and, uh, so that's my long answer. Uh, uh, I encourage you to just keep, you know, embrace this program as fully as you're willing to do. And, and the more willing you're, you are to embrace it fully, that, that shame will go down. Um, but in the end, like I said, I think shame is just another form of pride. If I'm, you know, if I'm, if I'm beating the crap out of myself, uh, you know, that's just me playing, uh, you know, I, I, I'm playing judge and executioner. I don't have the right to do that. You know, I, I think God loves me, I, you know, and, and so, uh, uh, anyway, so I'll stop talking there. Uh, what is your relationship with your higher power? Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Mitchell. Thanks. Thank you, Mohammed and Mitch. I can see Brendan has a hand raised. Uh, there's no need to raise your hand, just unmute yourself and share. Okay. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, and thanks, and thanks much for your, for your share. How are you doing? Um, and I, yeah, no, it's just the, the whole thing of shame, uh, you know, it seems to run through every fellowship I'm in. <laughs> and, uh, and and it seems to be the one that really sort of nails people. Um, but, you know, and I'm, and I'm sure, I don't know if you mentioned it, I, I, but I, you may have come across, there's, I came across very interesting work by a fellow called Mark V in the fellowship who had worked on a, an inventory, a shame inventory, and it was actually published in the um, essay some time ago. Um, and I've taken that and I've used it myself and I've used it with other people. And I find it's, you know, it's, it's, it's really, you know, it, it really hits it just so simply, you know, there's a, there's a, a column in his shame inventory where you've gone from, this is the issue. This is the shame I'm feeling. Here's the, you know, what's being affected. And then the next thing is, you know, to what does, does this shame help you to be, you know, who you believe your higher power created you to be. And it just goes, well, no. <laughs> if it's yes, you definitely sort of need a lot of work. But it, it just seems to go, no. Yeah? And then the next one is, well, are you prepared to be what your higher power wants you to be? And, you know, you know, when I think of that, I think my higher power wants me to be happy, joyous, free, and all these things. And then, you know, and then the next column is, like, are you prepared to be that? Yeah? Um, and it just, it just, it, because... You know, what you were saying there, I mean, this of shame, you know, this thing of shame being like, it is so strangling. It's like self-hatred. Huh? And, um, 
you know, guilt, guilt is, 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 is good, but, but, but shame is the thing that tells me that I'm bad. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, anyway, I found that very, very extremely helpful. Yeah? Um, I liked what you were saying about the, the anger. Um, you know, uh, I've got to be careful about righteous anger and I've got to be careful about time. So uh, my time is up. Thanks. Thanks, Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. Appreciate that. Uh, Tom. Uh, heard about the story. So thank yeah, you. hi. Tom, sexaholic in New Jersey. Um, hey. Thanks uh, so much, Mitchell, for your share. Um, as a fellow American here um, in the middle of Black Lives Matter, too, it was great to hear another perspective from somebody in another part of the country, a very refreshing and open-minded and loving perspective. Um, it was interesting that uh, this was the topic today. This morning, um, I was at Mass and the, uh, the deacon was talking about that the enemy likes to use fear um, to kind of to twist us, to use the wrong direction. And, and I know for me, he likes to use anger. And um, when, I'm in the, when I'm in good spiritual straits, I remember to ask far more often if I feel like I'm going off the beam, God, what part of this is your will? And, um, and thank God having a little bit of time in the program, I've got a little bit of a spiritual barometer, which will help me to realize the answer is it's, it's not, you know, if I'm, if I'm in shame or if I'm in anger, if I'm in rage, if I'm, you know, not acting as, as, you know, God would have me act. And, um, the, the question of that, the answer to that question is, is generally fairly obvious to me. Um, but it's, it's self-knowledge, and that's, that's one of the reasons I'm glad that recovery is a lifelong journey because that's just – got to keep peeling back the onion and, um, and making myself vulnerable. I always had walls up and uh, just taking down the walls, taking down the onion, and um, being open to what my higher power wants me to do to help um, my fellows in this program and, and just my fellow men and women. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Tom. Okay, we have still six minutes left for sharing, so take advantage of this opportunity and share or ask your question. Hi, this is Luke. I, I have a question Hi. that somebody sent me in private chat because he might have problems with his audio. And the question is, the fellow is struggling with um, inertia in step four. He says it feels more difficult and sluggish than it should be. Do you have any, any experience, strength, and hope that you could share for him? Thank you. Uh, simply that it's, it's probably an indicator of step one, two, and three. Um, and when I say that, I don't mean that with any judgment or any shame. You know, again, it's it's just it's just it's just real as I viewed reality of addiction that we uh, there's there's some there's some mystery here in what uh, what inspires people what pe what gives people the energy to work to work the steps um, if step one two and three if there's uh, you know a critical mass of that step one two and three energies in the heart then step four becomes a very easy step to work. I'm, I'm desperate to work it. You know, I really want to work it because I, I don't believe in myself. I believe in my higher power 
And I believe that the rest of the steps, the 12 steps are part of what my higher power would have me do. And I'm desperate to do them. Um, and so uh, the, the person that may be struggling, you know, I mean, how, how do we get that energy? Well, the step one energy is we get it by suffering, you know, uh, you know, and, and we suffer, we bottom out. The step two energy comes from inspiration, you know, from, from uh, the, of wanting, wanting to do and be uh, what God would want me to do and be and trusting my God has my best intentions at heart. Um, and so uh, I guess that's all I have to say on inertia in, in the fourth step. Thanks. Uh, this is Gary. Uh, just briefly, uh, I appreciate the uh, emphasis as I heard it on our solution is love. First of all, the uh, incredible love of our higher power. And uh, I, my life is transformed by realizing that my God loves me as much today as he loved me in the midst of my addiction. I said that backwards, really. He loved me as much in my addiction as he does today. And that love informs me a little bit in loving people better. And I think when I read the white book, that's the word that emerges. And that's what I heard mostly in what you shared today, Mitch. I thank you for that. Yeah, this is Gene. I'm sexaholic. I bet I'll share Mitch. Hi, Gene. Uh, yeah, hi. Thank you for your sobriety. And thank you for sharing with us. Uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed my presence with you and working with you for a couple of years. And uh, I, I still want to glean from your wisdom, your experience. And thanks for sharing with us today. Yeah, I, I keep learning. I, I'm glad people are asking you questions. I keep learning good stuff just by listening. And uh, I know God's with you and in you and working through you. That's very clear. Thanks, Mitch. Thanks, brother. Thank you, Jim. Hi, uh, my name is Nick. I'm a sexaholic. Um, can you all hear me? Yes, Nick. Go on, please. Yep. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, this is my first time on this meeting. Um, Buddy from... Um, United States recommended it to me. And I apologize. I think I had the wrong starting time. I thought it was uh, 1.30 Eastern Standard Time. So I will get that straightened out for next time. But um, really, really grateful to be here. Been in the program a long time. Um, sobriety date is only uh, the 11th of July. Uh, I had a recent slip. And my biggest struggle right now, um, I have, uh, I won't bore you with my litany, but I have a uh, I have bipolar disorder, and a doctor found a medication that works very, very well for me during the, I mean, during the depressive phase. And the only drawback is that it uh, raises my libido through the roof, and I'm not used to that. I'm used to having a very low one from all of the antidepressant medications I've been on since I was 19. So I know that I cannot use this as an excuse, but I have to figure out how to uh, how to work this how to use the tools in light of the um in light of this medication which seems to be you know i tried a bunch with my doctor it seems to be the only one that is really uh doing what it needs to do to keep me from the the low lows that put me in a you know in danger of my life and so that's my challenge and um i got to be up for it i'm willing to be up for it 
and um you know i need to learn from i need to learn from everyone um i guess from everyone's experience uh how to do this in light of this new challenge i know that the program works it's worked for me over and over again it's worked for alcohol as well and um so i really just uh wanted to connect i'm glad that there is this midday platform that works really well for me here in the united states it's midday so on the east coast so i can take uh you know my lunch time to do this and i am just very very thankful for all of you and looking forward to being able to join some more meetings in the future thank you i would like to thank you for listening to this episode of the daily reprieve the best source for experience strength and hope for sa members please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.